guys, it's Honey, and I have with me here today Shariah, of hey course, and Jermaine. Hey. And we have our special guest, graphic designer extraordinaire, TJ, aka Anthony Huddleston, is his government, for those of y'all who didn't know. Who is that? I've had Terrence, what else have I had? Oh, God. <laughs> Say to me. Yeah, Terrence, uh, uh, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Edward and James just come up with different names, names and start with randomly. Team. But yes, we have Torrance. TJ here with us. Little Torrance, I do yes. actually know a Torrance. Um, bring on? it on. Yes, I'm Torrance. Okay. So first, let's start off with the question of the day. So, what was your highlight and low point of the week? I'm going to start off with Jermaine. Of course. Okay. So my highlight of the week, well, um, my client got her LLC paperwork all squared away. So we got the notification that everything was good with the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah we need awesome. sound effects. We do. <laughs> I'm sure she's working on it. Um, so yeah, that was, that was pretty great. Um, Low point, I found out that I did not get this 5K grant that I applied for, which is kind of frustrating because money, who doesn't need money? Um, and it was just one of those things where I was like, uh, what What could I have done with my application to make it stand out more? Uh, I understand like the volume that she received was su- substantially greater than what she initially planned for. But at the end of the day, it's like, uh, this kind of sucks, but got to keep moving on um, and hopefully find another opportunity out there. So, you will, you, you will, will, for yeah. sure. Shariah. Well, I was like, why is it looking at me? Next. Um, my high point of the week, I would say I started this juice cleanse, and that's been fun. Shout out to Jill and Josh. Yes, Jill is amazing. Um, I also went to Nebraska and hung out with all my undergrad friends and family and stuff. So that was fun. My low point was I lost my last Yeah, I was just about to say, is that a high point? I was going to blow right past that. Is that a high It's like, that's a no destination. No shade. Like, no shade. I used to no, no, live no. there. I used to live there for like 10 years. Black people live in Nebraska. Yes, black people, black people, people live in Nebraska. Wow. That's not right. Never mind. Good. I was I'm on sorry. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm messing up. Go ahead. Um, but my low point was I lost my laptop in the yeah. airport. It's all good though. Flawless victory. All good. I got another yeah. laptop though, so it's good. And I got to see my little sister go to prom. I didn't beat up the man behind me at the security airport. That's and go to jail. So right. it's all good. Yeah. You know, that's all that wins. No, no spirit airline fights. <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> What was my highlight? My highlight of the week was probably my interview with a company that I am up for a new job with. I killed that shit. Um, Twice, actually. I had to meet the founder, so that was probably the highlight of my week. That's a good indication. Yes, and it's a startup, and I've never worked for a startup before, so I'm excited. Fingers crossed that I get that job. Yes. My low point of this week, I didn't really have a low point. Uh, maybe leaving my keys at my cousin's house last night. So for the next two days, I don't really know how I'm going to be getting it out of my house. Ah, hmm. yeah. It's been my little plan. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, I was an hour late to work today because I couldn't find my keys. Okay, it makes you feel a little bit better. Maybe on the couch. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> TJ, what was your highlight of the point of your week? Uh, highlight. Highlight of my week. Probably finishing this uh, huge project 
um, for one of our clients at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've been working with this client in Canada for the last two years. They're, they were literally like my first like big project. Mm-hmm. So I... They just launched their big tour probably a couple months ago, but so they wanted to do like some extra stuff for the outside of this museum. These big monolithic signs, well, not signs, but they're more like these huge monolithic uh, structures. And so they wanted to do like these huge images and graphics all over them. And so I did those and I finished them and I sent all of them off literally today. And she loved them and loved the design. That's so, always good. You know, I'm just waiting for feedback. Yeah, for productivity. Right. Uh, low point? I don't know, paying bills? Like, <laughs> yeah. That's a low yeah. point of everything. Car insurance came up. I was like, why do I need this? <laughs> why? not even hitting anybody. Why? <laughs> Until you do. And then it's like, oh, oh I kind of need this. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I still have insurance is because I have a license to sell insurance, and if I don't yeah. keep insurance, I'm in trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I don't have a car, so I don't have these problems. I'm not adult enough. I was in DC, like I need a car to be here. <laughs> this is getting real attractive. <sighs> oh, that reminds me of the Q line opening today. Yeah, we'll talk so, about that. In yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so city we got a few city updates for you guys there are a couple of events coming up in the next couple of weeks that we want to tell you about um shout out to Aaron at liquid flow and lita they are having an art show june 23rd called sin nudes mm. uh there's going to be live body painting lots by trey isaac and thalamus yes lots of booties and wonderful beautiful naked women um, <laughs> it'll be at the Baltimore Gallery, which is 314 East Baltimore. Free entry, free wine, and Always free fun. appetizers. So Free. Free, free, free. It's my favorite word. Favorite word. 314 East Baltimore. Be there. Yes. June 23rd, 7 to 10 p.m. Um, we also have Whatever Fest coming up. TJ's oh, going right. to be live painting Whatever Wait, Fest. What am I? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? What happened? And you were like, yeah, you were Oh, that's right. I was Oh shit! I, I, I don't remember things. Whatever fest is May twentieth. Um, oh dang! Gotta get materials. That's a scheduling error. It I just realized. Wait, we're shooting that day. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Congratulations. Well, dang. Well, whatever fest. Whatever fest is happening May twentieth uh, at Tangent Gallery. Apparently. TJ will be there live painting. <laughs> there's going to be tons of shows. I believe Sheepy's performing. Um, and there's a ton of other people on this bill. So come out to tangent may 20th all we want to do is party is coming up shout out to liquid flow again stacy j dj squid dj Lixer, nita's gonna be hosting um that's going to be may 19th at from 8 p.m to 12 a.m at 1214 south bassett street in detroit all we want to do is party is always lit 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 it is literally just a party with some of the dopest djs in the city so be there or be so dopest female DJs. yes um and then last but not least we have bed loves americana five which is going to be happening sunday may 28th at l club i love her i love bev too bev i want to marry bev i grew up with her i'm gonna ask that i've known beverly since bates academy oh wow yeah steep way back way back way back 
So who's going to be hosting that? Uh, Stacy is going to be DJing that as well. And Nita is also hosting that. Um, Milfi is going to be on the bill performing. Shout out to Shout Milfie. out to Milfi. Um, and you're supposed to wear American flag uh, attire. So wear super patriotic stuff. <laughs> um, or not. <laughs> and it's going to be from 4 to 10 p.m. And it is an all ages event. So May 28th, Americana 5. So I think those are all of the local events. We'll keep you updated on... Um, any other events that'll happen send us your events as well as long as they're relevant to our upload dates and they're like a couple weeks out um just give us enough time to get them on the podcast and we'd love to inform the public on your happenings indeed we gotta um, tell them where to where I'm like where to yeah. so, <laughs> we have oh, yeah. an email address we have an email address or tweet it to us please don't Instagram. tweet me or you can DM us on Instagram. You can it's, slide in our DMs. Please, please slide, please slide <laughs> don't slide in main DMs. I'm putting that disclaimer out now. Do not slide in main not DMs. Yours. Don't come to any of us. Do not slide in main DMs. We don't really like y'all. Just saying. send it to the new kids DMs or our email at. Is it the new kids or new kids? The new kids. The new kids LLC at gmail.com. Yeah. Or at the new kids LLC on any social media sites. Um, and we also have some like current events slash hot topics to talk about. talk about. You guys want to start off with yeah. politics or entertainment? Politics. Politics. Just get the first. stupid shit out the way. It's all stupid. <laughs> it's it's all dumb. But um, we're going to give our spin on it at least. Um, from a business perspective. Yeah. So the first thing on the list is that woman. <laughs> that, that, that that woman. That woman. Somebody called her a big toe earlier. <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever. Betsy DeVos. Betsy DeVos. Oh, and her at speech at the Speaking thing. at the Cookman. So first of all. Air quote speech. So there were so many different things that were wrong with this scenario. First being whoever suggested her as a speaker right. needs to be, be fired. Let go. Because what type of sense does that make to have this woman who has a horrible track record in education, especially HBCUs, at a historically black college slash university. It just reminds me of all those black pastors and shit that was trying to trying to. HBCUs met with her too, which I'm trying still to trying to Trump understand. And stuff. Like, like, yeah, it's just, like just cooning it up. Just, but from a oh yeah, man, I said, come look at us. <laughs> yeah. We show you, we smarts. Like from a business standpoint, this is a horrible marketing tech. Horrible PR. Horrible PR because you can. This woman has not had a very good public image. Period. Not just her. <laughs> just <laughs> not just in just in, in terms of the presidency, but even from her role in the Michigan education battle. So to have this woman speak at a black college slash university was a terrible move. And then to go even further to tell these students if they do not settle down or quiet down, you will mail them their degree. They were going to mail them That's just incentive for me to leave. There was a petition signed by over 50,000 people requesting her removal as the commencement speaker before she even got So that communicates communicates that you're not listening to your demographics feedback. So why would I want to attend a university that's not that, her demographic. No, that's I'm saying the, the, the college. college. <laughs> the college is not listening. Why would I want to attend a university that isn't listening to my concerns yeah. and needs and, and addressing them appropriately? Because not only did you not acknowledge the fact that we came together as a yeah. student body, you just flat out ignored everything. And then you got mad at them for a Yeah, reaction. and then you got mad and gonna tell me that you're gonna mail me my degree that, that you, you already mailed it anyway. Like, and um, there was a video that I saw on Twitter of a young man who I'm assuming had like a press badge or yeah, whatever to be recording. 
And who was escorting him? <clears throat> yeah, and he had the proper credentials. He was not inciting. He was just, you know, filming the students who stood up in protest, and they put him out. And I just felt like there were so many different issues um, that went on within this situation. And just... It, these are things that happen in business as well. You have leaders who make these decisions without consulting the people that they serve, their employees. And like not even the people, but the legacy of the place. Like yeah. Mary McLeod Bethune founded this girl, this the school specifically for Negro girls to have an education. And, and you like, have this everything woman is founded on the base of like fighting ra- uh, racism and like helping black people get educated. You have this woman who is a product of one of the most racist, privileged, privileged, privileged <laughs> in our society. Like presidencies, like she represents nothing that this school values at all, and she's coming under the guise of education, and it's just like you don't like. I why would I want to? What selling point? Like what made sense? Why would anybody want to have her listen? She's not gonna get like money, and then what is she gonna tell me? It's like I I was, I was just wondering, like, what was the purpose? (laughs) What was the purpose? Like, and that's the only conclusion I can come to is again, then cooning it up, like. We're gonna rub noses with with people with money, and maybe we'll. One thing I will say now, it did push them further into the spotlight, obviously, because not everybody is talking about it. But it's negative. Yeah, but some people think, regardless, positive or negative. Yes, I thought it was good for the students to yeah stand up, be concerned about whatever it is that the uh, mail me my degree. (laughs) But my thing is, somebody brought it up earlier. If you're graduating from this college. Six, seven months from now, they're going to be like, hey, we need your donations as an alumni. <laughs> no. No. You threatened me at graduation. Yes. You brought this lady that I don't like. And you tarnished my legacy. No, thank you. Kick rocks. <laughs> so that's, that's... So big boo to you, Bethune-Cookman. Boo, boo, boo. Bethune-Cookman. Boo. Let's move on to the firing boo. of this FBI investigator. Trump was like, ain't no investigator. <laughs> <laughs> FBI, was like, FBI was like... Fam. Well, no, actually, that's not how this works at all. That's not how any of this works. This is like literally an episode of Scandal. When he sent homegirl packing to Nebraska, he was like, "Take your stuff because you messing with live. You gotta go." No, this is like an episode of the fucking Twilight Zone. <laughs> oh yeah, where, this, is, this is definitely the Twilight Zone. It's like a it's big like either conspiracy. that or Family Guy because I can't tell if this is a joke because like he does get but like the FBI is not one person. Right. Like, I'm gonna fire all the FBI. Like that's that's. Work like that, bro. This is America. Like, I don't care what you do. There's still systems in place uh, that you can't get around. Like, you. and you know what? What's interesting to me about this whole situation is France just had their um, elections, mm-hmm. and they kind of went through the same thing where they had this like, yep. far right, yeah, far right, far left representation. And it was a woman, and it was a woman which was like, uh, but then France obviously made the right decision, and I'm like, the entire country is probably looking at America right now, like, like what? Yes. We did it. We proved you wrong. <laughs> you are. We are better stupid. than America. <laughs> like, we are better than you. <laughs> and they are because look at where we are. Like uh, white people, what did you do? What did you do? This is your fault. Oh god! It just it made me because everyone was screaming Watergate, and I had to like spend a lot of time on Watergate in journalism school and learning about mm, it. Yeah, um, and so I. Had, I don't pay attention to politics on a regular basis because me as a person, it really makes me really depressed. It's draining. Down. It is Whoa. so draining. But I feel like now, as soon as he fired this man, it was like, I have to stay up to date on every single last thing now because the world is coming. But even Nixon didn't fire the FBI. So, like... <laughs> I just wonder, it just makes me think, like, how do we let it get this far? 
Uh, we know how we get this far. <laughs> because we, got, because we have a bunch how. of spineless people who are who are literally looking for money. Mm-hmm. So when you get a bunch of people who are like, wait, he can make me more rich? I don't even think he planned on getting this far. Like, No, of course not. Because he's like, oh, I didn't know. It's I didn't know it was going to be this hard. Well, like, who no, said, what so, did you so think? One of the, well, I think, I can't remember <clears> who it was, but they said like the only reason that he kept running for president is because he saw he had so many hat sales. <laughs> <laughs> so he, it was like, he had to, he had to sell all the rest of them hats. He's like, I, I can't, if I quit now, I get <sighs> nobody buying the rest of my hats so from now, China. Like, here so we are. You got a bunch of Chinese made manufactured hats and you're talking about make America great again. Yeah. Again, boo to you, <laughs> 45, for making the stupid move of firing the FBI director for... Oh, no, it's just, that's a great move for us because now the FBI is like... We got to get yeah, him. Yeah, We got to get him out of here, essentially. Yeah. So exactly. maybe, hey... Hats off. That was, that was a great move. Maybe this is a turn in the record. I hope so. Jesus. Mary and <laughs> Alright, so now we have a couple of entertainment topics um, uh, that I really want to talk about. I'm so about. excited about these ones. So, Joe Budden and Lil Yachty. I'm sure everyone has seen them. <laughs> You're not happy! And there's no name! There is no way. Number one, my problem with that is, why are you telling a 19-year-old boy that he is not happy and that he has no values in life and the he's things he's doing? 19. Right? He's 19 years old. And, and... Let's see. Joe Budden's net worth right now, according to Google, is one point five million, and Lil Yachty's net worth right now is three million. So, uh, so math. <laughs> and I mean, like, that's why because you know, I saw a lot of people. I saw a lot of people say, "Well, you didn't watch the full interview, so you just watched the full interview." Yeah, and I'm and I'm saying, like, in watching it, you know, I I understand the premise of where Joe Budden was trying to come from. I think from. we all got it. But, but, his delivery, but it's Joe Budden. It's it like, <laughs> stay relevant. And also, I'm thinking, it's like, at what point do you just sit down and be like, yeah, I'm a retired I'm, rapper, I'm old, I'm washed, I'm going to just enjoy my money and try to increase it in some way. Relevancy. I don't think it's, it, I don't think he's talking about relevancy. I think he's more so concerned, like he was talking about, I'm just passionate, I'm just passionate. And He's more so concerned with the the state of of keeping hip hop, you know, to the the core of hip hop. But it's like we have artists for that. Yeah, dude. like and he and Yachty not one of them. Exactly, so. like Yachty is doing what Yachty does. Like let him do that. Let the trap music be trap music. And from a business standpoint, <laughs> Lil Yachty is a genius. The this hair, mm-hmm. yeah, the lyrics, the beads. Lil Yachty can spit the beats, the branding. Rap. He can rap, but like, you know. This type of interaction reminds me of millennials versus baby boomers. Yes. I was yes. gonna say that, yeah. or like, uh, what is it, Gen X? Is yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Gen like, X is technically, we're Gen X. Yeah. Why they are? Mm. I thought we were Gen X. People no, we're, we're, why. we're Y. We're Y. Why? Yeah. Okay. We're Y. Gen X is like the group in between us and boomers. Okay. But they always want to like whenever they see a younger person enjoying themselves. Um, in a way that they didn't enjoy themselves they automatically just like ah no (laughs) I work directly with a boomer so this is like a it's like an everyday thing like this guy is 72 Um, is he a boomer? I feel like he might be. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, he's a boomer. Okay. But he has a tail. End. Right. But so he he's seventy two. He's married. He's got kids. He's got grandkids. He works every day. Mm. He works from eight a.m. to probably six thirty seven p.m. Like I don't. I he leaves the office maybe early every like blue moon. But it's it's just one of those things like. 
you don't have to do this. Like, <laughs> you're done, bro. You're finished. <laughs> like, life is like, it's a wrap. Like, you've got Quit, a, man. I'm sure, Quit. I'm sure he's got a 401k. Oh, yeah. I'm sure it's huge. He's worked for, I don't know how many companies. He said he had a company that he started with another guy. Like, I'm sure he has money enough to be like, I don't need to do anything. I just think he likes, and, and this is a, a product of, of their generation. Yeah. Like, they like working, working all the time. And so then they I don't feel know like they look, and they look at our generation too, which I think is probably Joe Button's grab for Lil Yachty is like how he just like rose so quick and like didn't probably have to put in the work that, right. but that like his predecessors did. It's just like, just because you guys did things a certain way and got there a certain way does not mean that we are going to take that same path. And I, I look at it, it reminds me of like when my parents talk to me about like school and college, like, yeah, I'm almost done and I'm taking my time, but like... Half the things I'm doing now, I would not have done if I just would have kept going and graduated on time when I was supposed to graduate. So that there are different paths, and I just really, really wish that baby boomers understood that sometimes we are not always going to follow in your footsteps. I think exactly. I think they're slowly figuring out. Like even in my family, which is uh, my family is really about like education and, mm-hmm. and and finishing. But the thing is, the funny part is that most of my uncles and None of them graduated right out of out of high school and went straight through college. You know, me, my sister, me, because I'm the oldest of the, the grandkids from my my my, my uh, family. But me and my sister were the first ones to really go straight through mm-hmm. high school and then straight through college. Mm-hmm. Everybody else either went to high school, went to college, and then you know kind of fell off. Fell off. You know, like even my grandmother got her PhD when she was in her you know sixties. So it's just like like. But then they, they still pressure my younger cousins, like, to kind of figure everything out. And why aren't you? Are you going to school? Are you doing this? And I'm like, let them, let, just leave my life. Like, let him figure it out. And guess yeah. what? When I when I talked to my uncle, I said, dude, just let him let him figure it out. Guess what? He figured that shit out. Like, he's my, my one cousin. He was um, uh, he was in, like, community college uh, here in Grand Rapids. And then. He wasn't doing great here, so he went to Arizona with my grandma, stayed with her. And he talented musician. Like the dude can play every brass instrument like ever. And so and I was talking to him, I'm like, I'm like, what what's what's the issue? And he's like, Well, you know, they they want me to go to school, they want me to finish school, they want me to do this, do this, do this. I was like, is that what you want? And right. he's like, Well, I mean, I just I he's like, I want to play music. It's like so play music, dude. Like do what makes you, you happy. Like. Exactly. <clears throat> and just so happens he started doing that. He found a program at um uh what's the university in Boston? Uh no, it, it, it wasn't Boston. <laughs> that's right to that's play a monkey. That was real shady. Anywho, he found a program there, does music, he got into that like immediately. Mm. Like and now he's he's loving it. Like so it's like just do what you, you love. Happy. And that's what Yachty was mm-hmm. telling Button. He was like, I'm happy. He yeah. was like, How many nineteen year olds do you know that's living the life that I'm living right now? Like I am happy, I am grateful, I am like thankful for all of this. My life is so happy. You can't be happy. You can't be happy. <laughs> no. I think what made me mad is when you was just in a dorm eating oodles and noodles. Yeah. Oh, man, what are you talking about? Like everybody's been there and now he's where he is. Right. Less than what did he say, like two years later? Yeah. Joe Budden just mad because all we know him for is pump it up. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Joe Budden got bars, man. I don't discredit that man. He does, but like she said, all we know him for pump it up. That's it. Oh, and so, love uh, the hip hop. Does that count? He's no. Was he on that? Yeah. Yeah, New York. Yeah. So no, they uh, 
shot at trying to stay relevant. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't work because now he has to take another one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to try not to be shady for the rest of the time. Oh, She's lying. that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, moving on. Um, do we want to talk about this last topic? Or I think I'm we should. Yes, yes, I think we should. Take it. Shariah, keep going. <sighs> so, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Hey and her deciding that she's like against hip hop now and she doesn't want anything to do with it, blah blah blah. Hip hop don't want anything to do with her either. And never. that was my thing. We don't want you. We never want to go back it. to where you were. We will keep Justin Timberlake. <laughs> that's about it. <laughs> my thing is like, if you're gonna you use a platform, If you're gonna use the platform, just use it and get to where you need to be and be quiet. Yeah, but up. you know what though? That's what's crazy because even like with her using the platform, like she didn't even really like she made the mix or her CD with a. Um, Mike Will made it and she had yeah. DCJ. But it, like, Which was actually a really good It was, project. It was still it was considered like it was pop. pop. Yeah, so it was that's why I was pop. still I was so confused when she was like yeah I don't want to be the part of the hit. And I'm like girl when? Like <laughs> when were you <laughs> ever? <laughs> I was like this this whole situation. It's just, it's just funny like her as like the most raunchiest nasty, nasty you had a peanut I've known like twerking. <laughs> you were twerking like trying. she just, she just seemed like she was smell like syphilis. Like, what are you do- <laughs> wait <laughs> what <laughs> like if syphilis had a smell it would be <laughs> so I'm sure of it like now we're real life real And I wonder <laughs> I wonder what that's gonna do like for her sales and country music stuff because this can blow. Like, she yeah, is a very insane. talented singer. She's a but very talented country you know, singer. You know it's like, I wonder what that's gonna do. Her sister. Yes. Her, her sister, sister is amazing. way her name, better. Um whatchamacallit? Noah Cyrus. Mm-hmm. And her Noah, which I think is adorable. But I, I just wonder what that's going to do for her sales and she performed with the I mean there the are just, there are so many other country song. singers that I would listen to before I say hmm <laughs> let me get this money <laughs> let me get so. this money put on some Carrie Underwood I'm good Carrie, I'm I'll listen to Daddy Lessons on a loop look <laughs> I'm going to listen to Garth Brooks before I listen I'm to I'm going to listen to Horse right that one there we go did you see her father doesn't want to go by Billy Ray anymore of course he just wants to be busy. <laughs> it's kind of like Billy. Like, 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 like yeah, Prince can like, do that though. But he's Prince. 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 Yeah. But and it wasn't like 80 years later. Fam, <laughs> right. like you were late to you the party. Late. Late. I, just envy, I envy those famous rich people for having like the money to have a team like that. Like, let me rebrand myself. I'm going to just go months. ahead and just completely change it. Just right. call me dip. But I think this was Miley's way of trying to get back into the press scene. Of because of course, she after she did all her crazy stunts, she kind of like Self-help. fell off. Yeah. So she had to find a way to make herself relevant but there's like there's nothing wrong with change there's nothing wrong with exactly. like, changing who you are but people but you don't like, gotta bash like everything else like right. oh they are all what about you drugs before. what were you doing yeah like, you, you don't have to belittle who you were before that's part of you like live because you just look stupid very that's really sad yeah. I'm tired of talking about her <laughs> those are all of our <laughs> yeah so we're gonna take a break a break Hey everybody, it's Jermaine, one third of the New Kids, and I just want to remind you to check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes at the New Kids LLC. Follow us on social media, Twitter at the New Kids LLC, and if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or you want to be on our show, you can email us at the New Kids LLC at gmail.com. Once again, that's the New Kids LLC at gmail.com. 
okay, let's get back to the show. All right, so we're back. Um, <laughs> they smacking on carrots right now. It's some Cheetos floating around in the mix somewhere. Cheetos and, and carrots. And, and wine. Shout out to the wine. Shout out to Carlo Rossi. Shout out to Rossi. So let's get to the reason why we are here. Um, TJ <laughs> to talk to you TJ oh like here 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 yeah. yes. I thought we were talking about like in the greater sense no. <laughs> so tell what us about yourself TJ what it is who you are what it is that you do uh my name is TJ Tony Jr. Tony Jr. for those who don't know uh, I am the second of the Tonys um, <laughs> uh, I am a product exhibit designer and graphic designer. I uh, went to school at Cleveland Institute of Art in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, majored in industrial product design, uh, minored in uh, graphic design or what they call communication design. Um, so I've been doing, I actually started in high school, like doing kind of branding stuff, like a while back, like back before I really knew what it was called. Like people would just ask me like, yo, can you design a logo for this thing that I'm doing? And this was back when, what's that? Fireworks? Like it was is a, is a program uh, Adobe used to make called Adobe Fireworks. Fireworks used to be the only thing I used. Um, so I used to design graphics back then. Um, I went to King High School, and then I went to Southeastern. Um, and in between those, <laughs> I went to this tiny school called Detroit Tech, which was mm. inside of uh, Persian. Persian, yes. yes. And that's tech. where I met my mentor. So my mentor, his name is Dwayne Patterson. Shout out to him, uh, the greatest dude I know, uh, designer-wise. Um, so I met him randomly. I had, a, I had a teacher in high school when I was at Detroit Tech, and she knew that I was into art and everything like that. And so one day she comes up to me. She says, hey, there's a designer uh, upstairs talking to one of the Persian classes. You want to go up there? I was like, yes, like, no fear. Like, I don't care where it is. Like, there's a designer there. Yes. So at the time, he was working for uh, GM. He was a designer for Pontiac. Uh, so I went upstairs, sat in the class. I don't know anybody in the class. And I looked at him, I'm like, who the hell is this kid? Like, <laughs> You were just in it. I, was just in. Like, I didn't care. Like, I literally didn't see anybody else in the room. Like, it was just like I had this tunnel vision. Like, this dude is amazing. And so he's talking about what he did. He's talking about car design and automotives. And... Uh, he just he I was I was so into it and so at the end of his kind of lecture and everything he's like okay everybody has to draw uh, a car and whoever has the best car drawing gets this uh, book so there, he had a huge book of like all of the concept cars that he did like beautifully bound and covered and all of that so of course I had the best car I mean, that's, that's <laughs> obvious but not to choose my own board I mean <laughs> I was I was the only artist really in the room technically yeah. so <laughs> so right no, listen, so, so, so so I, I finished, I got the, got the book, um, and we talked a little bit after class, and he gave me his car. He said, you know, give me a call sometime. So me being a, a high school teenager, I'm, like, excited as hell first, but I'm like, I don't really think anything's going to come of it. So I think I called him or emailed him, one or the two, and he said, okay, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, uh, nothing. And he's like, all right, I'm coming to pick you up. 
So he picks me up. At the time, he taught at Cranbrook. So he picks me up, takes me to his Cranbrook college class, and lets me sit in with him and the students. And then afterwards, we went out for lunch and bought me some, like, design books, and we talked That's and we kicked it. And this is in my, my junior year of high school. Okay. So... We talked, and he talked to my mom, and he's like, you know, I, re- I know a really good art teacher um, at Southeastern. I think he should go there. And so that's what happened. I was like, yeah, I'm, whatever you say, I'm, I'm, I'm do doing it. it. Like, you you know what's up. So Wait, so are you on the east side or a west side? East side. Turn up. Hey, <laughs> east side in the building. I lived on the east side way longer than I was on the east side. East side on the building. Mm-hmm. What up? Anyways. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> but, so, anyway, so, so... Uh, ended up uh, going to Southeastern where I met uh, the art teacher there. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, she would kill me. I just talked to her like not too long ago. She's an art teacher at Cass uh, right now. Um, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so, so met her. We had a great relationship all through my senior year. Like, that's really what my focus was when I was in school. Like, was just graduate do art like go to school for that and so um not only did Dwayne get me into southeastern but he also got me into what they called the explorers program at the time okay. at gm and so every thursday i got to this was during my senior year had my first car so every thursday i drove to the gm tech center out in warren and sat down with some of the top designers at GM and learn how to draw cars and learn the ins and out of conceptual design versus, uh, you know, final designs and everything like that, which was amazing. Like, I, I never thought that that was even possible. You know? Yeah. So after that was college and then it was a lot of history from there. So. But you bring up a good point, and we talked about this in our last episode, but mentors. So I was just about to say the yeah. importance of mentors. And not just Man. having a mentor, but being a mentor too. I think yeah. a lot of people don't think about the skills and the resources and the opportunities they can offer to kids now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and even if you think you can't be a mentor, like you never know what type of kid you're going to meet, what type of connection you might have. Um, so if you have access or if you have the will to want to mentor somebody, I would say do it because you don't, you don't know what you could gain out the relationship either you don't have to impart like a full-time right it's full-time hours or full-time job like just even imparting a little bit of advice i feel like it wasn't like literally my mentor we 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 still talk every now and then Mm -hmm. but like it's literally like it was just that moment you know Mm -hmm. in my life that was so critical to where i am now yeah just that that split second having somebody know? to expose you to something that exactly you otherwise like, not like have access to. I, I really feel like if i had not met him if, if something happened if i didn't go to school that day like just that and if you hadn't gone to that classroom too mm-hmm. like, exactly like just that instant moment in your life that completely moves you down a, a different path you know mm-hmm. like i always think about like <laughs> so so i think about like like multiverse and, and the, mm-hmm. the mini worlds theory mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a me that that missed that, that shit and know. he's somewhere else in life somewhere yeah. doing something somewhere sleep <laughs> somewhere sleep oh, right now sleep playing overwatch more <laughs> should only playing overwatch <laughs> probably <laughs> so, probably still with his mom i don't know you so know. what was your first job out of college oh god yes uh, so my first job right out of college uh, I actually worked at a t-shirt shop. This was like, yeah, it was like literally right out of college. I moved back to Detroit, worked at a t-shirt shop, making like probably like $11 an hour, which was, was great. 
I guess so. But it was, it, it, I was rich with money, but I was bored as fuck. Like, <laughs> like, like it was just, it was like this little t-shirt shop on the west side. Like it was through a friend of mine, his uncle owned it, and it was just so boring and just like, like there was no creative thing to it. It was just like design these. Like it was like the you know the t-shirts you see at gas stations. Oh, yes, it was like some of those. <laughs> like it was like yeah, we need to do these. And I'm like that's a terrible idea. <laughs> like let's not. And so, so it was it was those, and then it was uh, uh, like a bunch of RIP t-shirts. Of course, yeah, of course, of course. With the wings and all. Like- but the the crazy thing about that is, I think that exposed me to the the client relation side of designer mm-hmm. where you get to see somebody happy that about about something you design you know so yeah. I wouldn't make the shitty designs with the clouds in the hands I would do something more modern I would do something impactful and so like the family would see it and they would cry like and that shit hit me like I was like people can be affected that much by design and that's yeah. what kind of propelled me to to be what I am now you know so so you talked about you know your initial drive in wanting to be in design and wanting to pursue that path mm-hmm. um have you ever experienced like a lull or like a moment where you're like I don't want to do this anymore or like I want to explore something else no <laughs> never like there's it's I don't know I think it's it's just been the fact that I think after especially after going through college and everything like that and then like experiencing like art and and I don't, I've, I've been drawing and designing like things my entire life mm-hmm. you know like from the moment I was able to draw stuff and I was in like middle school drawing Dragon Ball Z characters and 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 Thundercats and shit like that. I would draw that stuff like on on line paper and show it off to the class. Like ever since then, I haven't wanted to do anything else. Mm-hmm. It was like, I didn't, like mom and my parents, thank God for them because they actually supported me. You know, okay. they were like, if you want to do art, then you go on to do art and we're putting you in classes on the weekends. I was part of the Arts League of Michigan. Um, shout out to Arts League. Shout out to Arts League. I had a very very talented painter um, and mentor named uh, Raymond Wells, um, who I actually ran into not too long ago at the uh, the African American uh, the 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 World Festival. No, the 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 museum. Oh. The, yes. That, <laughs> that thing. Anyway, so I I actually introduced Jim Bob to him too. Mm. Yeah. So, but uh, he he was really instrumental in. As far as like technical ability, like painting and and actually drawing like actual things instead of cartoons all the time. Um, so like I was at the Arts League of Michigan for like years and classes and everything like that. So it was like, how did I never like come across you at Arts League? I don't know. We had to have cross paths at some point, you know. <laughs> but you know, things cultivate. So right. maybe it wasn't the time. It wasn't ready. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was just like I never. I never wanted to do anything else. Like, even when I was at my lowest, even when it was like, you're not making money, bro. Like, what are you going to do? And I was like, 
design more shit, obviously. <laughs> like, I just got to do more. That's, that's, and that's really what it was. That's real. So let's talk about office life. Let's talk about it. Um, how would you describe your, or what's your perspective or perception on office life in today's workplace? What is your ideal? Well, yeah, let me say that. What's your ideal um, environment? And then what is, what is it that you encounter now? So it's, it's weird. Um, well, what do you do specifically at the office? Yeah. Like, what are your, like, your daily tasks? Oh, right. Like, at currently, at yeah. my office, um, right now, I am the only designer at my company um, called MRA. MRA does what they call um, mobile exhibits. Mm-hmm. So it's technically mobile museums. So we do... Uh, exhibits and trailers and um, everything. So we cover business to business. They go B two B. We do business to consumer, and then we do educational outreach. Um, so a lot of times we'll have clients that already have designs done and already have that, and all we do is provide the vehicles and the logistics. And then there are other times where we get clients that say, "Okay, we need a vehicle. We need a, um, and we need to." to have the logistics and we need a design and then that's it for the exterior and then I'll do that and then there are other times the, the my favorite times <laughs> where we get clients who say we don't have anything give us everything we'll pay you for it and that's my favorite thing like I, of course I don't get all the money but <laughs> I get to design you know from the ground up you know I get to design from the interior um, the exhibit the how, how people flow through a space and then I also get to design the exterior so I, people how they're attracted to the space in what the first see, place yeah. um, so that's my favorite part right now um, but that's that's pretty much what I do how would you describe your like workplace culture? Like, is it collaborative? Is it more kind of like everybody's off to their own? That's um, very very collaborative. Like you, it literally can't function without collaboration, which sometimes is not functioning well. But, <laughs> but I mean, it's it's like I work directly again with the uh, you know guy who's a, he's a baby boomer. He's uh, technically an engineer, so he'll. If I design something, like of course I'm I'm used to working with engineers because we had to like when I was in school, which is, but engineers think different. Yeah. they think very differently from designers. So when I'm designing something, I'm thinking about how great it's gonna look, how how amazing and how attractive and and how people flow through the space and then hit one area to another area and how people are impacted by the design. He's thinking about will that shit even work in real life? <laughs> Like, can I, can I, what materials are we going to use to build this? What screws are we going to use to fit this together? And what engineer and electrical person are we going to use to provide lighting on this, that, and the third? So they think completely different. And I think that's important, even though it's a pain in the ass sometimes, you know? So, but it's, it's still something necessary, you know? So that's pretty much like definitely collaborative. You have to. Um, so what do you think about the millennial baby boomer relationship in the workplace? Like, I know we talked about it a little bit, but. Yeah, I mean, it's it's weird and it's annoying, I'm sure, for him as well as it is for me. But I think it's it's necessary. You know, like you, you have two people with two different perspectives. I, and I think that's important. And you learn that with, with any kind of design. You know, you learn the importance of having 
different perspectives when you are working, you know, uh, with any kind of design, you know, whether that's painting, whether that's uh, graphic, whether that's uh, animation, illustration, anything, like any type of creative work, you need somebody who's not in your age group, your 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 ethnicity, your, um, like, hell, even, even your socioeconomic class, like, you need somebody that's outside of that to give you other points of views. They may not be your favorite points of views, and they may go against what you think, but it's good to have that idea at least to be like, okay, maybe I'm not thinking about everything, you know, and and me and as, as much as I talk about, you know, the older dude I work with, like, you know, as much as old as he is and, you know, <laughs> as, as, as much I have as I have to help him with, like, some of the newer programs, like, he still gives insightful, um, you know, advice sometimes about uh, like the things that I don't have experience with, yeah. you know? So there's times where I'm talking about, um, you know, flow, like traffic flow through a space and having people come in and out of a space and he'll bring up, well, these certain materials aren't really good for that, you know? So if if we're having this thing and we're designing it and there are going to be kids in there, you have to think about how, how high it is. You have to think about, is it going to be right. doable yeah. enough? <laughs> you know, because kids like to touch and, and hit and run into shit. So you have to worry about all of that. And he really opened my eyes to a lot of that. So that collaboration is as much, it's a necessary evil, you know, like they always say. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's terrible. And I'm sure like each of us like hates it sometimes, but it is what it is. So, um, you do freelance work, correct? Yes. That's okay. Right. So, what's it what's it like balancing, you know, a full time job and taking it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> freelance work? <laughs> it's, Talk about that balance. It's it's a pain in the ass, but it's um, I find that because I'm I do both, it's a lot easier for me to say no to stuff. Mm. So, and that and that's a huge part of freelance is being able to say no we to talked certain about things. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when you have, especially as a person who you want to have a portfolio, you want to have things to show, you want to have clients who actually pay you real money. Yeah, you know. So the important part is being like knowing what's worth your time. You know. So and having a stable you know, actual like salary position allows me to a lot more flexibility in that to be like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, uh, no, like <laughs> I can recommend you to somebody else who really needs the money and need and needs the, the time and the experience. But me, no, like, no. you yeah. know, I have uh, a client in New York, shout out to first class breakfast. Uh, one of my favorite brands that I've worked on so far, like, I hope they hear this, but <laughs> link them. You got them. Yeah, for sure. First class breakfast. Shout out to them. First class with a K, um, but they're dope as hell. Um, I do Reggie and uh, Torian. They they really embraced me like as a designer. You know, they kind of let me just do what comes natural, and it came out perfect. And they use it, and they love it, and I'm glad that that happened. Um, and they they've referred other people to me. Um, who I just I, I at the time I like couldn't it was like dude I'm making this much I need to be making this much you know on the side so I understand like you have a small budget and, and that's fine I work with nonprofits all the time but it's like sometimes yeah like I don't have either I don't have time or or it's, it's just not enough like so you have to say 
I understand I can't work with you right now. I can refer you to somebody else who, who may be able to help you. But currently, like, if you don't have what I need, then hit me later. Like, and, that, and that's it. Like, and there's, it's, it, I always, you know, I'm always a, a nice person because I don't, I don't believe in like burning bridges or any of that stuff. So you never know, like if a client will come back like, oh, I actually do have the money now, but because you weren't an asshole, like <laughs> I found somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's always like, look, I, I would love to work with you, um, but my price is my price right now. And if you need anything else in the future, hit me up. Um, so if I, if I can recommend you to anybody, let me know. But at, at this point, like if, if you can't meet my requirements, then it is what it is, you know? So that's legit. Hey, it's me again. If you want to check out the new kids on a more individual level, you can follow me at Jermaine Pencil. That's G-E-R-M-A-I-N-E-P-E-N-T-S-I-L. You can follow Shariah at Shariah M. That's S-H-Y-R-I-A-H-M. And you can follow Honey at Honey underscore Spiffy. S-P-I-F-F-Y. So we're back. And I want to point out that he's our first male guest. So. Yes. So shout out hey, to you. Shout out to the guys. <laughs> You're making history right no, now. Shout out to the women's. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck dudes. <laughs> Men are trash. Men are all just like Men are trash. I mean, you're not wrong. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like as a man, I kind of know. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're trash. Yeah. yeah. That's sad. Anyways, so what was the scariest part of your career? scariest part yeah the most daunting I would I would just say when I was doing strictly freelance and freelance is one of those things like you have to have a network that you're already connected to so getting out of school and having like almost like no connections you know it's like you find like little work here and there but it's like nothing is for sure mm-hmm. nothing is is permanent and it's a little scary because you're like, okay, I can get a thousand dollar job, you know, this week, and then for the next three weeks, I might not get anything, you know. Right. So that part, that that being unsure of where your money is going to come from, that's probably the most scary, but also like life lesson kind of event that I kind of went through, and I was like. Career-wise, yeah, that was like, uh, I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Uh, that would be pretty motivating, you. too, though, to, like... Oh, no, yeah, no, it was... Grind. Bro, like, you, grind was on 130. Like, like there's there was no time. And I think that's kind of how I got into the culture of... Well, I mean, school was part of that. But that culture of, like, no sleep. That culture yeah. of, of constantly just being aware of, I got to get this much right now I have to I have to work I have to do something like there's no there's no time for me to just do nothing like even because I'm a, I'm a huge gamer so I love fucking video games mm-hmm. but there's some I know t- this. yeah but there are times when it's like I, I can't do anything like this week this month like I have to be working. I have to. Like, otherwise, things are not going to get paid. I'm going to be poor. And I don't want either of those things. Like, I don't want to be poor. So, like, that, that self-discipline and self-motivation and always staying on top of, like, your schedule and everything, being your own boss, is yeah. a big deal in freelance. Yeah, so it's a huge deal. And it, it gets easier, though. Like, like, the more that you do freelance and... I would say the more contacts, especially, like, high-profile clients, mm-hmm. high... 
and a lot of my high profile clients happen by like random like just uh, one of my one of my biggest clients that I've had was uh, this guy in Troy um, who was working on this uh, invention for like dental cleaning and stuff like that and I ended up meeting him through his son so I was at um, was it the coffee beanery mm. uh, on board in no, 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 the not coffee beanery. What's the name? The the big orange place downtown. Oh, Urban Bean. Urban Bean. So I was at Urban Bean. Shout day. out to Urban Shout Bean. Shout out to Urban my Bean. Favorite coffee shops. Don't come there. <laughs> by the way, stay where you're at. I know the owner. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> but so Urban Bean is like that. Was, you know, because I know the owner, so I used to kick there all the time. But I was there working on this thing, and this guy overheard me like talking to one of my clients about the design, and so he's like, "Hey, I'm." A web designer I need some help with graphics for my dad's company so I said okay cool just you know shoot me an email we'll talk we exchange numbers his dad hit me up like the next day like sorry <laughs> his dad hit me up the next day like hey can we meet and I was like yeah of course so like he met he took me out to lunch like those are my favorite clients, like the ones that feed you. Yes. Like, those are the best. So this took, is the key. Yes. Took me out to lunch. Like, we had a great lunch. Talked about everything. Like, and by this point, like, this was probably three years into, into being a freelance designer. So I had my shit together at this point. So, <laughs> like, I had, like, okay, here's the questionnaire that, that you, you should fill out. Um, and then I'll ask you some additional questions about your design and your brand and how, you know, to get a real personality because that's really what branding is all about is finding a personality of the brand, the company, whatever. So we talked and he paid me on the spot and that was the best part. <laughs> he fed you and paid me and on the paid spot. Me. Like I told him, I'm like, okay, this is, and this was like me like being risky. I was taking a risk. I said, okay, my price right now is, let's say, I'm going to just throw a number out there for now. But I say, like, my price right now is, like, 600 to start. And then... Um, well, you're expensive. Oh, of course. You're not cheap. I work too damn hard sometimes. to be cheap, goddammit. No, you know what I'm saying? But no, so it's like, I said, okay, you know, I started at 600 for branding. Like, and that's like a full brand, which mm-hmm. is, that's cheap. That You got to understand, that's cheap for what most companies or designers would charge to do like full branding yeah. which includes uh, your logo which includes your uh, your website which includes your stationery so cards uh, letterheads anything like that usually companies and people will charge at least 1200 that's the least amount <laughs> so okay, exactly so so and he was like okay here's half right here I'll give you the other half and I was like yes this is this is wonderful let's <laughs> Let's do more business. <laughs> and he was about it. And that taught me the kind of client that I wanted. Mm-hmm. So that was the shit. So how did you get from, like, you talked about your prices and, like, kind of being dead set on where you were. How did you get from, like, being kind of scared and not having work to being, like, no, this is my price and that's it? Just experience. Like, you, you have to keep working. Like, you, you find out how much you're worth the more that you do so. You know, so... And you find that out through your clients. You know, your clients will tell you, like, wow, this is amazing. Like, I would have paid double for this. You know, like, your clients will tell you, 
I needed to work more with you. And when, once you start hearing that, once you start feeling that, once you start having people contact you th- from other clients that you've had, that's when you know, like, oh, prices are going up, man. <laughs> oh, yes. Prices are going up. It's one of my favorite quotes from uh, Terry. Shout out to Ro. Every time I see him, he's like, prices is going up. Shout out to Ro. Shout out to Ro. Price is always going up. But that, but that's an important part of it is that, like, knowing what you're worth, you know, and not... And, and But that's not, that's not like, overpricing yourself. Because I've seen designers do this all the time where they're, they'll price themselves out of a job, you know, like, mm-hmm. price themselves out of a contract. And... That's, that's not any, how you do it. Any genre of entrepreneurial work. Yeah. Yeah. You see it all the time. People, you know, if you want to offer the right price for your quality of work, but you don't want to inflate the market. Right. Exactly. Right. But you, I mean, you have to have the portfolio to back it up. Yeah. And that, and that's my thing. I had the portfolio to back it up. I said, and that, that's my thing. When I, when I meet a new client, I say, look at my website, check it out. Shoot me an email if you're interested. You know, that's that's a big thing to me. Like if my work speaks volumes and says that I'm worth that, then that makes me worth that. You know, like if you if you saw my work and say, okay, I'm hitting this guy up. So you better expect whatever price I throw out because you're satisfied with what you saw. And that's and that's what happens. Like people saw my website. They saw my work. They said, wow, this guy not only does graphics, but he, he also does like full products. So, yes, I'm interested in that. Sure. So what's the most rewarding part of your career? It goes back to the personal connection. It goes back to to seeing people happy and, and seeing people like have emotional attachments to a design. I think that's that's the most rewarding for me. Like, I don't give a shit about, like, how much money comes from a project. As, as important as that is, that's not the, that's not why I design things. Like, I don't design things to make money. I design things for people. You know, I, I say that all the time. And designers should always have that. You know, designers should always say, I'm not designing for me. I'm designing for a client. Because if you, once you start designing for you, you're not worried. You're not worried about what the client wants. You're not worried about what the client needs. You're not worried about their image. You're not worried about making them look good. You're worried about you and how you look. Mm-hmm. And their image is completely different from yours. You know, like so, when you make something that's completely different from your image, that's completely out of your range, that's completely like when you have to do research. So I always, when I, when I started design, I always do research first, mm-hmm. market research, um, research on the client, the company, if he has, you know, websites and everything like that. Research depicts how I go with the project. And that way, you know, talking to a person, you know, like I like meeting with people, like as far as, as, as good as email is sometimes, it's just not enough. Mm-hmm. So I like meeting with the client and talking to them and be like, tell me about you. You know, tell me about what you want and how, how you feel about X, Y, and Z. And it really gives you an idea of their personality. And when you can translate that personality graphically into something, they have a better connection with it, which means that it's less work for me because I have to do less to, to, to make them happy. Now, you do have clients that sometimes don't have a personal connection to anything that they're doing. And those are the people that are doing what they do for money. And mm-hmm. you see it all the time. I have this idea. Let's do this. Okay, cool. Sh- show me. Tell me about your company. Tell me about that. Oh, well, it's this company. We do X, Y, and Z. Okay, and how how do you feel about it? Oh, uh, you know, it's it's good. I love it. And but but you know, it's 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 about to be it's about to be so great. Okay, so 
tell me how you feel about it. Like, <laughs> and when they when they can't do that, yeah, when it's, they can't articulate. Yeah, when they can't articulate how they feel about, it, they're not passionate about it. <clears throat> guess what? They're not about to be passionate about anything I design. Yeah. So yeah. I'm stuck designing four or five, six things until they reach their limit and they have to pay me more. But. <laughs> But Ready you, my money. Right. Yeah. So, so you're stuck designing this loop of I kind of like it, but it's not really there yet because you don't even know what you want. You know, if a client doesn't know what he wants, I damn sure don't know. What he wants. <laughs> like, you know, I'm you trying to guess. Right. Exactly. I'm trying to read your mind and you don't even know what your mind is saying. So it is. That's that's like the most difficult part of it. But, yeah, I think. But, us as consultants we kind of deal with that too because it's like when people come to us you know they come to us with these ideas ideas or, with these concepts and they hand it off to us and expect us to make it into something exactly. and it's like no that's not really how this works you know you come to me with your project and i work with you to make it you know to take it to the next level make exactly. it better whatever yep. same thing but yeah, this it's that, that that personal connection and having people that are like, yo, you you changed the way my company is. You change you you brought my company from a small company to looking like a major thing. You know, when you give somebody a design that looks professional and feels professional, and now they're getting clients that are serious. You know, like because there are tons of designers out here that will give you a logo and it doesn't look serious it's like uh, that looks like a cartoon I'm sorry like, <laughs> I, like nobody wants to see that you know mm-hmm. it's the same with, with websites it's the same with with any brand that if you don't look serious people aren't going to take you serious you know so when I do a brand project and I give people um, you know the the logo but not only give them the logo give them a, a color palette give them a lookbook to say this is this is how you, it should be implemented in your design and in your photo, in your photography if you use photography and if you're not using photography you should use uh, flat you know images and, and, and stuff like that so it's just like but when they have that connection when they're like this is me and they're passionate about yeah, me exactly when they're passionate about me it, it reflects and it makes so it makes me feel good mm-hmm. when I deliver something that they approve of because you telling them with somebody it's like messing with somebody's baby it's like I don't know I don't know what you're doing with this baby but I'm putting it in your hands <laughs> and you give it back to them and it's in perfect condition and it looks better than when they brought it to you you're like yes thank you so much <laughs> I'm so happy now this baby is much better <laughs> So what would be your advice to somebody that wants to start off in the design field? Uh, I would say just get experience, like work. Like, that's all you can do. Like, I don't, when you start off, like, and, and I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, you got to go to school. Like, you, at this point in time, like, you really don't have to. Like, everything is on YouTube. Everything you can learn, like so. Even Adobe, so Adobe right now, um, they have a series that they do. The creator. Um, yeah, the Creator uh, series. Mm-hmm. So every, I think it was every week or every month, they have like a new designer on that gives like tips and stuff like that. But literally everything is on YouTube. If you're a designer, go to YouTube. Like start looking at the the top. Um, top 10 web designs or top 10 uh, logo designs buy books books are your best friend when it comes to design so uh, my one of my favorite books is by uh, this lady named Alina Wheeler 
And what was the title of that book? Uh, shoot. It is. It's it's about branding. I think it's just called brand imagery or something like that. There it is. Design brand designing brand identity. So if you if you're into like branding and logos and stuff like that, look up that book. Buy the book. It talks about everything that you need to know about brand identity for professionals and for professional businesses. And yes, I, I would say just work. Like find find people who need stuff, even if it's not like professional grade like designs and stuff like that. Just start off doing something. Develop a portfolio. Portfolios are your best friend, and that's your only. That's literally your only thing that you're gonna have when you're developing yourself as a creative professional. Is your portfolio. If you don't have that, if you don't have a place for people to go and look at your stuff. Nobody's gonna know what you do. Nobody's gonna know or what your stuff looks like, and they're not gonna care. Like you can say all day, "Oh, I'm a designer." Okay, what where's you your design? <laughs> what do you design? Where's your website? Oh, I'm working on it. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Like <laughs> it's happened. It's happened to me before. Like, oh my, this my website is down right now. Uh, okay, well, thanks for giving me a card. I don't know what I can do with this though. Like you don't, I can't, I can't look at anything to judge whether I want to work with you mm-hmm. or not. So. The, I would say the most important thing is developing a portfolio and having that work to look back on even if it's not your greatest at first have something you know have something um, and I think my, my second thing would be always show your process you know so I learned this in this was actually a school thing that I learned through product design um, that showing your process it doesn't have to be to the client but it could be on your website. It could be when you're presenting a design or something like that. But showing the process to a client or to anybody is is showing that, A, you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And B, it shows, like, how you got from nothing to something, how you got from where you were to where you are. You know, so showing your process in design is um, starting with research, going into um, images. So so I usually do research. I'll do a page of like inspirational images. So whether that's any photos you grab off the web or any photos that the client gives you or anything like that. And then you go into conceptual design. So the conceptual stuff could be hand-drawn, could be just rough graphic layouts that you did, could be whatever. And then you go into your refinement phase, which is you kind of narrowing down the, the best parts of your concepts and finding out what works and what doesn't. And then from your refinement, then you go into your final designs. And your final is the ones that are really, you know, meshed out and should really be planned out. And then those are the ones you present, you know. So I think that's the most important. So how do you stay inspired? Like, you have a favorite book, podcast? Like, what's your safe thing or thing you do to just kind of chill? I can't really say the the thing I want to say, but uh, I don't don't want to promote drugs uh, but, uh, don't do drugs kids don't do drugs those are bad drugs are bad okay uh, I think I think my most of my inspiration comes from actually putting my damn phone down going outside mm. and looking around like just look at things like even like I mean like even just walking outside like just taking a break from your computer taking a break a break from video games and tv and just 
looking at things. Look at architecture. Look at fuck the sky. Like it, it, it doesn't <laughs> like like just literally with your eyes. Like, like you know, you know what I mean. Times people have been like. I'm, I'm like looking at I was like wow that's gorgeous and people are like what and I'm like look up and they're like see this oh wow no that is nice like yeah like open your eyes look around look around you like look at like cause people put work and time and effort into the things that are all around us so you have architecture you have city infrastructure you have designs of signage like look at the signs look at the look at the architecture look at the colors of things colors mean things <laughs> colors are a certain color for a reason and and you, you should find out why that is you know so always be curious always look around you and and you know just take inspiration from as it, as it comes like a big thing for me is like sometimes Pinterest like mm. Pinterest is like one of my favorites like I have a whole Pinterest for exhibit design stuff when, I, when I'm working on the exhibit and I really I'm stuck like I'll go okay I don't know guys used Pinterest You're the designers first. use Pinterest Desi- okay excuse me designers <laughs> use Pinterest not just because men are trash and they don't use, <laughs> they don't use Pinterest <laughs> <laughs> right so, so my Pinterest right now, I, of course, I mean, I'm, my Pinterest is like packed because I do cooking as well. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Shout out to TJ's cooking. We haven't tried it yet, but it looks good. <laughs> you should have brought a meal to the market. Listen, you know you're okay, sleeping. Next time. <laughs> TJ cooks. Yes. I do cook a lot. So, so I have a Pinterest that is all branding. I have a Pinterest that is my home stuff because I like to have my home look nice. Because that's important. Because bougie. No, as, as a creative <laughs> person, he just pulled this as a, right, he just, keyboard. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this is a surface book. It does that. Okay. Bougie. <laughs> that I'm like, wait a minute. He just don't pull the screen. So, so, so I got my my branding stuff, like home stuff, food stuff, uh, just regular art inspiration, clothing. You know, just just everything every anything that inspires me I'll, I'll save it to a certain category but that's a huge point is finding inspiration anywhere and everywhere you can especially outside not looking at a computer <laughs> especially if you do it as much as I do because I'm looking at a computer most of the day. the day more than eight like I get home from a computer and then get home walk my dog which is cool and then go back to a computer to finish some client work. So, so where do you think our generation is needed the most, um, specifically in Detroit, and for art stuff? Where we needed the most? Like, yeah. yeah, where do you think the most effort or the most time for our generation should be spent within the city? For our generation? I don't, I don't know if our generation needs anything. I think... I think it's the younger generation, the, the generations under us that. So spending time like mentoring, and like oh, engaging. For sure. I, I would say, I would say, if, if it has to be us, then yes, we need to definitely mentor, um, especially our creative professionals, like mm-hmm. because like creativity is being left in the in the dust right now with our public schools. Yeah. And so education. Else. Yeah, education for sure, but it's just like you know they're cutting out art programs left and right they're cutting out hell I didn't even get an art class in my in my high school until my senior year and you know what's crazy for me like I remember growing up um like elementary and and, in high school you know I had access to the arts music dance 
visual arts, things like that. And it was but then, Yeah, but then as I started to phase out of high school, I saw the promotion of STEM and now it's STEAM. Yeah. So they're trying to integrate arts back in. No, and like, that's, that's I was wondering that's, where the A came from. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is important, that but why is. take it away? <laughs> Why take it away in the first place? Science, technology, education, (laughs) that ass, (laughs) math. I was like, is she mispronouncing STEM right now? We're just going to let it ride? (laughs) But it's like, why take it away in the first place? Like, you have a whole gap in between where you promoted Mm -hmm. STEM and you wanted all of your efforts focused on these four core areas. And now you're realizing that arts are critical. They they took it away because they didn't think it was critical. Mm -hmm. And that's... that's, it was gone. Yeah, I mean, but that's, that's always how art has been it's always been looked at as kind of this secondary, secondary thing unless you're unless you're like I think a lot of people looked at art as kind of this thing that's only for people who are rich and and have the money and, and time and time to understand it and afford it and that's not what art is like art is literally everything like <laughs> no not, not quite literally yeah. everything that surrounds us was designed by someone yeah. a person and it disappeared does, exactly <laughs> and that's that's the thing that I didn't get like why aren't they teach so when I was when I went to college my freshman year um I was so discouraged because I was so far behind a lot of my peers and who were who went to art high schools yeah so in uh, Miami, there's I forget the name of the school. Dash, which is the design design tech design art high school, whatever. But Dash was a school that one of my good friends, Gabe, went to. Him and a couple other of my friends, like these dudes, came in designing products that I had no idea. Like how I'm like, how how are they doing this? Like I felt. Just so far behind. Not only was I the only black kid, mm-hmm. but I was the only black kid that was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so when I saw like, oh, they're like, yeah, no, our high school, like we we did this like all throughout high school. Like they literally designed products and and designed full shows in high school. I was like, oh, well, my, my high school was about business and technology. I guess that's important. <laughs> it's not. It's not. I haven't used any of that shit ever. <laughs> like it just it just annoyed the hell out of me mm-hmm. that I was so far behind. Yeah, because especially when you think about okay, so y'all took away this arts focus and you said okay, we're only going to focus on STEM. But even in those areas, you were still lacking. Like yeah. your efforts in STEM weren't even integrated or pushed up to a point where it say okay, if we're only going to focus on these four areas, these are going to be the best four areas that we can offer. I mean, not even that though. I mean, you look at the art school that we have here. Yeah, the DSA. Like they weren't even teaching the shit that I was learning. Like, like DSA was about fine arts, which is painting and, and drawing, music, and then dance, music dance, and yeah. dance. So any of the technical stuff that was like drawing, but actually technically drawing, yeah. architecture, uh, engineering, uh, uh, grafting, uh, interior design, all of that shit is just a fucking blank. That yeah. shit is like they have no idea what they're doing. 
And when I saw that, I was like, I don't want to go DSA. That's not what I want to do. Yeah. You know, because my, my, my mom was trying to get me to go DSA. Oh, you like drawing. It's like, yeah, <laughs> I like there. drawing, but I want to do more than just draw people and, and paint. And I think that goes back to education. Not only do we have to develop curriculum that meets the needs of these fields, but we also need to attract the talent to teach mm-hmm. this curriculum. Yeah, for sure. Um, and retain them as well. Yep. Um, because not only is talent attraction an issue, retention is... God awful. Yeah, you you know you're you're an yes. educator. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, from and this is from the top administration all the way down mm-hmm. to you know the teachers that are in the classrooms every day, all the way you know to the janitors to the lunch people. Right. Retention is important no matter the aspect. So, um, I think our generation is needed in all those areas to focus and really determine what we need and how to get there. I think it's not just that. Though. I think it's actually having someone tell the the older folks and the higher ups that we need this like this is is a necessary thing you know yeah because i mean you look at it they're like you get these people who grew up with science and in technology and math and like this isn't this is this is what we need this is what we need to focus on and like the future is all in design and and technology and and web and everything like that so it's like yo we're we're past i'm not saying that that we don't need science and engineering yeah. and technology. those are definitely important things it was like but the world has also added some shit that is quite necessary now. It, although like i've never found myself in a situation where i had to use like x plus y equals <laughs> 17 so i mean they may want to tweak that just a Soul little bit but you know hey Listen, i think it's I, just like i've used a pythagorean theorem like three times okay <laughs> okay it's important. Okay. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's like putting all your eggs in one basket. Like, yeah. that's kind of what they're doing. They're like, one minute they want to do science and whatnot. Then they want to do arts and they want to go back and forth. Well, so it's because they, that's that's all they know. Yeah. It's, it's, if you grew up on, if all you grew up on was science and math and, and, and regular liberal arts and education, like... That's all the teachers did, mm-hmm. and that, that's what they teach, and then that's all that their parents did, and so that's what they teach, and it's just it's this cycle of we don't know, and so I think it's up to us, our generation, to kind of break that cycle and come in and say, yeah, that's cool and all, but we also need architects. Why is there not an architecture school in Detroit? Yeah, you know, especially what? because Detroit has such a rich architecture history. Like yes. Like, we have, what, Lawrence Tech is, like, the closest thing I think they have to any kind of, like, real design school. And that's, like, 45 minutes away. Not just that, but they... (laughs) Right. But their their program is... It's an accredited art school. Mm -hmm. I I think I'm going to go there for... I might do my graduate there. Either there or Cranbrook. So, Cranbrook. And that's the other thing. Cranbrook is the only other, Mm -hmm. like, real accredited art college, like, in Michigan. That's it. Like, we got Lawrence Tech, we got Cranbrook. That's it. There's no high school that prepares people for that. There's no middle school that has anything to do with any of that. Like, it's, yeah. just, it's just like you you teach people the basics of math and science and, and literature. And then you say you figure out the rest. Have fun. <laughs> Pretty much. So speaking of, like, schools and the kind of elementary, younger mm-hmm. days... Um, what would you say to yourself like back then like if you if little TJ was sitting here like fourth grade what would mm-hmm. you tell him? nothing nothing no. you know what I mean? 
Yeah, I think I think letting kids figure it out is that's the most important part. I think letting like if if I if somebody would have told me that X, Y, and Z would have happened, I'd have been a completely different person. Mm-hmm. You know, like and I, I feel like if 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 we need to tell kids anything, is just to let them be, let them figure yeah. it out. Like we got too many helicopter parents and shit like that, just forcing kids into some shit that they don't want to do, or forcing them to 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 be what they don't want to be, and it's just like, dude. And kids are naturally curious, yes, so they're yeah. going to figure. They're gonna it out. go into the the place that they want to go, whether that's science, math, technology, uh, all literature, three. right? All <laughs> three, like, yeah, exactly. They they have to. You have to let kids carve that out, you know. So I I read a lot of psychology stuff because that's I don't know for some reason that's like my spare my spare in my spare time. I read I read a lot of Freud mm. and. Um, so he talks about, um, you know, he was a huge like child development psychologist. Mm-hmm. So he talks about how children, they need that freedom. You know, they need if you don't have that certain amount of freedom through your your most prominent development stages, you're going to kind of be fucked up as an adult. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we know a lot of those people who right, yeah, didn't have that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that's why I read psychology to understand people a little bit yeah. better, you know, especially in design. Like you need to know how people think in order to to in order to work with them and around them, you know? So yeah. like, so it definitely helps, but that part of you can see that part when kids don't have that when they're like, "No, you have to do this." And then they're miserable for the rest of their life. Yeah. Or they're doing the thing that that their parents told them to do. They don't know why they're doing it. Right. You know? And then that's why you get a bunch of kids that that go to college and have like four or five majors because they don't know what they want or to do. Or can't pick one. Or can't, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Or they don't stick or to they something. Become like just, yeah. <laughs> or serial killers. <laughs> I mean, in the, the extreme cases, serial killers. Because that's also fun. You know, murdering people. You know. Hey. Eating them. That's hey, also a cannibals. Option. You know. You could be, you know, some Ted Bundy. You never know. <laughs> Yeah. So leave kids alone. Let them yes, leave. Let them let kids, kids be kids. Let them exactly. Let them be kids. Let them figure shit out. If they if they want to be firefighters, let them see what firefighters do. If they want to be police officers, let them see what police officers do. If they want to draw, let them draw. Like let them be free, and then say you know, do your schoolwork still, but here's yeah, some yeah. extra stuff that I know you like to do. You know, and that, and that's what my parents did. They were like, look, you still got to do school shit. <laughs> I know you don't like it. But you got to do it at least to get through it, at least to know the basics. But you're also going to do this thing that you, quote unquote, passionate about. Mm -hmm. So where do you see yourself in five years and where do you see yourself at the end of your career? Mm, Five years. I think I would like to be um, more solidified in my career. So as whatever that is, like right now, I'm I'm pushing more towards exhibit design. So if if I'm gonna do exhibit design, I want to be a, the, a leader at at an mm-hmm. at a at a museum or someplace that that really needs exhibits and something where I can really shine with my talents and be the head of that. And also, like you said, mentor teaching. I definitely want to mentor and let kids know that there's more than just science and painting and 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 math you know especially in detroit like it's just it's, it seems like the world is so closed off to a lot of kids yeah know? like like 
when I show my little cousins, like, they're from the east side, you know, my mom's side, like, I show them, like, yo, you can draw stuff and get paid for it. And they're like, what? <laughs> no way. Like, I thought I could only basketball and, and like, and, and go to school. Like, I thought right. I had to go to, you know, it's like, I mean, don't, don't tell your mama, but you don't got to go to college, bro. Wait a minute. I told my little cousin, because she had been struggling to math. Yeah. She's in middle school right now. She's getting ready to go to the ninth grade. Shout out to Jordan. But, um... I told her because she was like, you know, having a real hard time, and I was mm-hmm. like, "You're not gonna use this." Like, right. and my, they, my my family was like, "Don't tell her that," and I'm like, "But it's but it's true, true though." It's true, yeah. Like, like, how how many of y'all are using X plus Y right, right like, now? How many y'all even still know it? Like, right? Like, like I'm like, like you know, that tell me the yeah. whole theorem, nigga. Like, like I'm like, huh? you know, it's, it's a you know the thing. Like, I want her to pass, yes, but at the yeah. same time, she shouldn't have to try to like kill herself right. in this math that's not even going to be useful once she gets to college. Like, in college, they didn't ask me what to put. Like, I don't In care. college, I slept through my math class. Right, like... I still got an A. I don't know how it happened. I, I went to art school. So, <laughs> I didn't have a math, math class. Exactly. No, so, and she doesn't, like, no, where her path takes her does not, it doesn't necessarily include math. So, but for her to... she also has to work to find out that path. Yeah, so, yes. And yeah. I agree. But I don't think that she should have, like, she shouldn't be so focused on trying to please them in passing this math course that she can't grasp because mm-hmm. it's, it's not it's not beneficial to somebody to work hard to please anybody else yeah it's not beneficial right. to you for what you're gonna be miserable and they're gonna be happy so i'm like if you get a c right. on that c girl like you got there that's fascinating you, you, yeah, you tried like you tried hey c's to get degrees listen hey first time we heard that and it's very true and so, it's, right. it is what it is so that was really all the questions that we have for you. Swag. You have anything you want to say? You want to drop some yes, social drop your media social media, your website, you can find Stop. me everything at Huddle Thoughts, like Instagram, uh, Twitter, uh, even my website is Huddle Thoughts at Gmail. If you want to shoot me an email, if you need branding or any of that stuff, but you gotta have money. You gotta. It's food. not cheap. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. <laughs> I don't work for free. I don't need the exposure. <laughs> don't. You can't put me on. But if you if you if you're looking for advice or a consultation or anything like that, I'm happy to help anybody. Like that's that's literally part of who I am. Part of my brand is that I'm a collaborator and I'm I like working with people. So. Yeah. Hit me up, huddle thoughts, whatever. Sweet. Well, thank you, TJ, for coming. Thank you for having me. Um, our okay. next episode, we will have a vlogger from Detroit. Her I'm name slick. is uh, Lexis or Elmatic View. So we'll talk to her about her hip hop vlogs and all that good stuff. Uh, to follow the new kids, everything the is new kids, the new kids. <laughs> iTunes, SoundCloud, the new kids, um, LLC. Uh, you yeah. can email us the new kids LLC at gmail.com. Uh, so <laughs> basically, we're all sitting in this coffee shop and we're like. We need to figure out a name. Mm-hmm. We started looking up stuff in French. <laughs> we like, were just oh like, god, yes, we were everywhere. Like <laughs> we were all over the place because just naturally, like, just like when we're working, we're already all over the place. Yeah, so yeah. for the three of us to come together and be like. Yeah. What we gonna name this? <laughs> like, we have like three completely different personalities, so it's like we're trying and to three completely um, different businesses too. Yeah. So I'm like, trying to, trying fit to it. get us together. And somebody was just like, "We want to do something new," and we was like, "The new kids, that's it. Let's I like go." It. I <laughs>